Today's the first in a three-part series we're doing about fall getaways. So if you really want to embrace spooky season, even if you're a non-believer, some quick drives down some allegedly haunted roads to some purportedly haunted places, well, that's a fun way to go. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we put these alleged's to the test with Tracy Barnthouse and Meg Mueller from Travel Nevada. They give us some spine-shivering stories about where to go find ghosts and the unexplained near Las Vegas. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Tracy Barnhouse and Meg Mueller, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much for having us. We're going to go a little spooky, but I got to start this way. Where should folks in Las Vegas travel if they want to experience haunted Nevada as big as that means? What's first on your list? Why don't we start with Tracy? So the very first place on my list, and this is a little bit further away from Vegas, maybe a few hours north is the town of Tonopah, which was a very much a prospecting town back in the day. And there is a very haunted, haunted property at, called the mm. Mizpah Hotel in Tonopah that if something was to happen to you in a hotel room, I feel like that is the place it would happen. And the fifth floor in particular is the yep. most haunted oh, yeah. of them all. Meg, have you had anything ever yep. happen in the Mizpah when you've stayed there? Okay. What happened? What happened? So Meg. Well, we also no, have a coworker who got some very spooky stuff on video a few years back. Um, on video? On video. So the coworker came, was in the hallway filming, just going up and down the hallway because they've got, it's great old Victorian decor. It's really super cool. Yeah. I've been in that space. Yeah, okay. It's, it's wonderful. The reno was perfect. Really gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. she was just panning the hallway and there's just this really wicked shadow that starts going with, and there was nobody else there with her. That's so creepy. Yeah, so it's very strange. And I've been in that hallway before walking through. They're all fairly similar each floor. But every time I've been on the fifth floor in that hallway, uh, it's just cold chills. And I'm not, like, looking for it. I'm not wishing for it. It's just I've had some really yeah. funky feelings. Like, just uncomfortable, not dangerous, not scary, like, harmful, but just something's hanging out. So what is what is the legend of the Mizpah that gives rise to this kind of stuff occurring in, in its, in its uh, four walls? So back in the day, there was a lady of the night who welcomed guests to the hotel and in a fit of rage, one of her lovers murdered her in the fifth floor. And so the lady in red is said to be the person who haunts the hotel. But she's not in a, right. it's not in a sinister way. There's whispers in the hallway. She'll, she's been known to leave pearls from her pearl necklace on people's pillows or just in the room. So nothing really. Wait, people, people are getting free pearls <laughs> at the Mizpah? Is that, is that verified? Mm -hmm, right. I mean, Right? That's worth the trip up from Vegas. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, treasure hunt. <laughs> Those are the stories. Yes. So they even have a lady in red room All right. that you can stay in. Pearl's mm -hmm. not guaranteed, but, but yeah. Yeah. No, people who've stayed in that room have also said that they have felt someone stroking their cheek 
while they're in bed. So again, not, right. nothing too scary, but somebody feeling like there was definitely a presence, a hand stroking their cheek. Mm -hmm. So yeah. All right. Well, now I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried, but let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to location two. Okay. <laughs> so Mizpah up in Tonopah, that's number one. What's number two, Tracy? Well, it's a little less haunted, but but is also attached to a ghost town is Good Springs Pioneer Saloon, which is just about 30 minutes south of Las Vegas proper. No, I love that spot. It's, it's possibly haunted? Mm -hmm. It's possibly haunted. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Do tell, do tell. So Pioneer Saloon, there back in the day, the American West, the Wild Wild West, there are a lot of things that happened in the Pioneer Saloon, including people who got upset over card games and maybe, you know, sh shot another person. <laughs> Those people are said to haunt the Pioneer Saloon. You could actually go to that bar and see the bullet, the bullet holes still in the saloon proper, which is kind of kind of crazy and interesting. Huh. I need to pay more attention mm -hmm. next time I'm out there. In the wall. I'm uh in the wall, okay, because mm -hmm. for 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 folks, it's a little south of Las Vegas, right. and if you go to Seven Magic Mountains, which is a newer, popular art destination, you definitely want to grab uh, a beer over at at the Pioneer. How old is the Pioneer Saloon, Tracy? So the Pioneer Saloon opened in nineteen. It's the oldest. It's the oldest bar oh. in Southern Nevada. So it opened in nineteen thirteen. Yeah. So it's pretty old. The oldest bar in Southern Nevada. Yep. And you'll probably recognize it if you've never been there. It's been in a lot of movie sure. scenes, TV commercials, that sort of thing. So it's a very popular place, but haunted. Huh. It's got a good funky vibe. Maybe mm -hmm. I didn't realize part of that was the the haunting of it all. Nope. Uh. All right. Third one on the list, Tracy. Third one is a little more accessible, and it's a tour that you can take in Boulder City. There is the haunted ghost and UFO tour in Boulder City that you can learn all about the hauntings that happened to those who built Hoover Dam back in the day. So it's a really fun tour that you can go in and learn. It's about an hour long, and you can learn about the history of some of the, the haunted stuff around that area. Yeah, a lot of workers gave their lives for that engineering marvel. I'm curious about that mashup, though, with UFOs. So... Ghosts on one hand, UFOs on the other, same tour. Break same that tour. down for me. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of paranormal activity as well as ghost hauntings in this area. So Nevada has extraterrestrial highway. Area 51 is just, you know, a little bit north of this of, of Vegas, a couple hours. So they've kind of combined the two because they have seen some paranormal activity outside of Boulder City as well. Because I believe Area 51 kind of skirts part of that north end of the, the city itself, too. I was going to say, or so we've been told. We'll, we'll never really know the, the parameters of Area Area 51. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we've been told. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. 
Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. Ghost towns being a, a special feature of the Nevada landscape, why do y'all think we have so many ghost towns in our state? Why, why are they still around? Well, I'll, I'll jump in on this one. The current thought is that there's about 600 ghost towns versus 100 live towns in Nevada. And the reason wow. so many of them happened is because of the mining situation in Nevada, the boom and the bust years, where mm-hmm. somebody would go out, find a cache of gold or silver, 25,000 people would rush in and, you know, claim it or work it until it was all gone. And then boom, on they went to the next one. So these settlements sprung up. Some lasted a year, some lasted five years, some lasted longer. And then they just, people took off and and some have obviously stood the test of time um, and are still around today with, as we call them, living ghost towns, you know, with a handful of folks, always a saloon because, you know, it's Nevada. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, that, that would be why there's so many. Tell us about a few of your favorite ghost towns near Las Vegas and maybe even how they became ghost towns. Okay. Probably one of the most popular ever is Rhyolite, which is just west mm-hmm. of Beatty, down on 347. It sprung up at around 1904, 1905 maybe. Oh, wow. That's the same time Las Vegas popped up. I know. Las Vegas came up around 1905. Yeah, Or it was 1905, yeah, when the town was incorporated, I guess. Founded. It was founded at the land auction. Right, yeah. right, right. So yeah, in 1904, there was something called the Bullfrog Mining District. And like most of these bo- boom and bust towns, it became like the largest town in the state for a short period of time. They probably had awesome. about 10,000 residents. And it was one of those that overnight was just this huge, you know, huge boom and huge buildings, banks, uh, massive train depot. And that building still exists. So what's been so cool about it is it only lasted about five years, the town itself, but there are some spectacular wow. buildings still left. They're really tall, huge structures. If you stop in the Beatty Museum and Historical Society in downtown Beatty, they have, a, they have a walking brochure you can pick up so you can read about what the buildings were, how they were used back in the day. And uh, that's incredibly cool. And it's nice that it's attached to the uh, um, Goldwell Open Air Museum, which is another fun, funky stop. But yeah, Rhyolite's one of the biggest, one of the best that's closest to Vegas. It's just gorgeous. You go out to Rhyolite, there's also like a cemetery nearby. And that always makes a ghost town extra, extra creepy. Absolutely. And and extra, extra real. Because you look at the people who, you know, came and went there and you'll see how much of our population at that time was an immigrant population. People coming from mm-hmm. all over Europe, the world, to try and make their their fortune, as it were. So yeah, the ghost or the cemeteries of ghost towns, we're very careful about recommending those because we don't want anybody to desecrate anything there. You know, these are obviously very oh, yes, important places. But to go look at them and to see the headstones, and when you've got whole families and the children that didn't make it that died very young. Yeah, that's always heartbreaking yeah. when you see the the age range that's like an eight year old. Yeah, or, yeah. But it makes it very but... very real. I mean, the buildings are one thing; it's mm-hmm. obvious. But when you start looking at people's names and yeah, the cemeteries are pretty cool. 
Uh, so, okay, what's the location number two uh, on the ghost yeah. tour town of uh, your faves, Meg? This one's fun down there. Uh, St. Thomas, which is near Valley oh, yeah. of Fire in Lake Mead, you know, in quotes, uh, in because this ghost town was submerged when Lake Mead was built back in 1938. It was completely underwater. So the last resident mm-hmm. supposedly stayed on his on his boat. He stayed on his house until the water was rising, climbed on a boat set his house on fire and watched it burn. That was like, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. That's a, no that's way. a big twist on the Noah story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, he, and he, cause he fought, obviously a lot of people in town did not want this to be submerged by the dam, but the greater good as it were, uh, won out. Yeah. But thanks to Nevada's wobbly, <laughs> wobbly water situation, St. Thomas has yeah. actually come back, um, has made itself known a handful of times, like six, seven, eight, nine times. It's come back over the years. So right now it's available to see. And it's a trip because you can, you go down, you know, it's near Valley of Fire. And like I said, it's in what would have been the Overton Arm. And there's countless foundations down there. Um, You can have seashells crunching under your feet because this used to be under the water. And just picturing the people that live there. I mean, again, it's, it's a very odd ghost town for Nevada's ghost in our, in our realm because it wasn't just a boom and bust and there it is. It's like, no, we drowned this sucker and... Now you can go see it again. Yeah, we wiped it off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we wiped it out. Sure. You know, I actually went there at a recent reveal, I guess, when it came back, which is also kind of like a really good ghost town trope is like it disappears and then it comes back and it disappears. That's pretty cool. Um, But I made the mistake of going at the beginning of summer. Don't do that. And it was brutal. It was brutal. brutal. And so now is the time of year that if you have a chance to go to really any of these spots that we're talking about, because the fall is creeping in and it's a little cooler as you get a little north, um, you could do that kind of exploration. That's really neat. Uh, Tracy, have you Mm -hmm. been to Rhyolite or St. Thomas? I've been to Rhyolite. Yeah, it's it's probably Nevada's most photographed ghost town. It's it's great. Megan described it so, yeah. so beautifully. It's yeah. it's really something to be seen for sure. I, lo- I, I, I take anybody who visits, I'm like, well, we're going to go drive, you know, down 95 and we're going to go to Rhyolite and check out the ghost town. People don't believe you. They think they're taking you out there to go kill them or something because <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you turn that corner around Beatty and there's nothing, 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 nothing. Yeah. And then you turn the corner and you're like this weird yeah. pocket of old history and intrigue and a little of the spooky. I actually have a Rhyolite story where we were traveling at night, coming down from another state, coming back to Vegas, and we stopped in. And uh, at nighttime, it takes on a whole different mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. I can picture that, yep. And our our radio in our car just popped on out of nowhere. We didn't turn it on. And it was playing some old-timey music. What? On the radio in our car. My sister was with me, so I have a witness. And we were looking at like, what is a station? And we never found it again. We were fiddling for it. We thought we'd get better reception when we got back to Beatty and we'd figure out what that station was. But they were just playing kind of like big band music. Um, I will get my sister on the phone to verify. I'm not making the story (laughs) up. Maybe one more, Meg. Uh, Another good ghost town destination in Southern Nevada. This one's super fun. Um, Nelson and the Tchattacup Mine which is down near Searchlight. It's really only about 45 minutes off the strip, not too far. You go down 95 to 165. So the yeah. ghost town I mean, you're getting super close to what, Arizona, I guess, down there. But this place, you know, has been around since the 1700s, the mine, the Tchattacup mine itself, um, where there was, you know, there was some kerfuffles there with some of the Paiute. Um, 
the town had Wait, really back to the 1700s. Yeah, a little bit I didn't think later. Were... Than, a little bit later than that. I mean, the first the first gold was discovered in that El Dorado Canyon area and around the 1700s. Whoa. Um, okay. But today, the the Nelson area, the Nelson town is, and the Chichaticut mine. They're privately owned, but you can go visit and you can take tours of the mine itself, which is spooky. It's just, it, it's to me, it was very spooky to me because of the conditions that people are working in, which is why I think there's probably lingering spirits because, you know, miners had it really rough back in the day, you know, trying to, you know, candlelight, blowing stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff like in that. In the pre-industrial era, not an easy gig. Yeah. So the ghost town has <laughs> Not an all... easy gig now either. No, but yeah. definitely not. But, you know, when you're sending live animal, whatever, canaries in and all that kind of stuff. It was not a trade I would have been interested in. Um, but today you can tour, there's cabins, there's a stamp mail, bunkhouse, um, miners' cabins, all this stuff. And you can take tours of that. You can take tours of the mine. There's great photographic experiences. And in fact, um, there are movie props that have been left in town. Um, Kevin Costner did a movie called 3,000 Miles uh, to Graceland. Graceland. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a uh, plane that's that was a movie prop it isn't actually a crashed airplane but it looks like a crashed airplane and it's from that movie it's still in town so not only is it historical but it's also just super fun incredibly colorful they've the people that own the town are super cool like i say they give tours so that's that's a really great one yeah that's the one that it throws me off a little bit i'm just going to say this quick little piece is that you know there are like cool mines in Nevada that are controlled by the National Park Service, mm-hmm. and you of course pay to go on the tours, and they're really kind of cool. This is a private, yeah. private family, private company mm-hmm. that controls this town, and and they do charge people to yes. sort of walk around. They definitely charge people to take, take pictures. pictures. Yes. It's a very commercial. Do you do you think in any way that the commercialization of uh, an old ghost town like that takes a little of the sheen off? Well, you know, I'd throw that out there and say, what do you think of Virginia City in northern Nevada? Um, these are, mm. you know, these are towns that, uh, I mean, they they purchased 50 acres of the area, so they have a right to do with it what they want. And they have, you know, maintained it really well, um, added a few things, and they offer the tours. So they have a right to make a buck. Does it take the sheen off? I don't know. You know, it's commercialized, but it's still something that is, it's based on the experience of what happened so many years ago. Like if you went to the Tonopah Mining Park, that's an old mining park where you can just learn everything about how it was when that gold rush happened. So yeah, uh, if you want to know about, I can also tell you about 10 million ghost towns that you'd have to drive, you know, a major high clearance vehicle to get to that nobody's around and you'll find some really crazy stuff. So there's ghost town experiences for everyone. You know, if you want to get really down and dirty in this climbing and Hummer go off-road, or you can go to these that are a little bit more accessible, a little bit easier if you want to just wet your feet into what the ghost town yeah. experience in Nevada is. Mm-hmm. Well, and and here's maybe my hot tip for Nelson. I have been there. I, I don't like it as much as some of the other places. Probably that's just my own personal perspective. But Nelson's Landing uh, is just down the road a little yeah. bit, which was the, uh, an old like dock for Lake Mead and it's yep. been abandoned. It's super chill and beautiful up there and you have great a great place little for a vantage. Picnic. So yeah, that's the thing, right? Is like with all these like visits to the ghost towns, et cetera, you could really make something out of it uh, above and beyond the, the spooky creepy. Yes. So you could go sco- spooky creepy and then follow it up with some nice peanut butter and jelly sandwiches exactly. that you packed. <laughs> and it's cool too sometimes. I mean, I go different ways where I'll go knowing everything I can about the place. 
And then I'll go mm-hmm. to others where I know nothing and then discover it afterwards and go, wow, that was that building I saw. That's what I picked up. So it's yeah. all just about the discovery of what came before. And we have so many things to offer in that respect. It's crazy. So again, you can find a Nelson, which is, as you say, a little more commercialized, a little more you know, manicured or managed, I suppose. Or again, if, yeah. if you ever want to hit me up, I can give you ghost towns <laughs> for days that are a little bit more rugged to get to. Delamar being one of my favorites that's in that area. She's not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> she she's knows got the, them all. She's got the list, the super list. Yeah. She does. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing too, right? It's like the history is interesting, but you throw chills and thrills on top of mm-hmm. it. You throw enough spooky into the mix. Mm-hmm. You get people who love to mm-hmm. make those travels. And yeah. I don't know. What do you think it is? What Tracy, what do you think the appeal of getting mm-hmm. spooked by ghosts or paranormal activity really is all about? Gosh, that's a really good question. I, You know, it's just... People just like that. Some people do, some people don't. But I think like like we were talking about earlier, I think you have to be open to it, right? If you, I've always heard if you're not open to it happening, it's not going to happen to you. So I think, you know, the people that are, you know, open to having those experiences and feeling that feeling of the unknown will go and mm. seek out these places and hopefully get the experience that they're hoping for. There's been a lot in the about transformational travel and traveling to places that make you feel something. And some people want to feel haunted, I guess. You know, know. push, push the edge (laughs) of what's real and what's surreal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think people are looking for um, some evidence that maybe you don't just Ah. become, you know, dirt food or worm food after the fact that there might be some existence and some soul left over some, some way to continue existing. So that's kind of a lofty view of it. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as, you know, have the ground rule, be open to it. Yeah. Be open to it. Lots of great destinations all over Nevada, especially down here in Southern Nevada. Yeah. And Meg, Tracy, I really appreciate you sharing some of the good tips with us. And Got hopefully it. people will take advantage of what they're calling spooky season. Spooky Go season. check it out. Yeah. Thank you both so much for joining us on CityCast Las Vegas. You're welcome. Thank you for letting us be here. It's great. Thank you so much. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to check out our newsletter for more fall getaway ideas and tips. Then go tell a friend who loves a good haunt. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Till then, stay lucky. I, re- I remember uh, a saloon, it's not there anymore, in Goldfield, which was called the Mozart. Oh. And uh, it was spelled like Mozart, mm-hmm. but they called it Mozart because Nevada. Right. And uh, there was this great mural on the side of the building that had a skeleton holding a drink. And then the, the verbiage was, he drank water. Oh, Lord. Implying yeah. that had he drunk whiskey, he'd still be alive today. So, which is yeah, actually probably go. true back in the day. Wise words. I mean, that was true because yeah, the water you know, was such actually, bad quality. People did drink beer and whiskey and other things instead of that because it was all distilled. You know. <laughs> yeah.